Now, I'm sure that most of you know the old story about the astronaut who went far out into space and was asked on his return whether he had been to heaven and seen God. And he said yes. And he said yes. He said yes. Greetings, ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries, and sentient artificial intelligence. Join us on this journey to find the others. Because no matter where we find ourselves in this multiverse, the act of existing is all too familiar. Guys? Is anybody out there? Hello? The mushroom has a tremendous problem-solving ability. Herbs are blood. I mean, herbs are good As we look across this great expanse and stare at the stars, we can't help but be reminded these lights, though we're seeing them all at the same time, happened across a multi-billion year delta. Some of those fires burned millions of years ago. Some billions, but all of them happened so we could experience them in this one singular moment. They called us scouts. They called us seekers. They called us who's who. But we were destined to question everything. Sophisticated radio where we don't need Craig to have ourselves a good time here. Never, never. There we go. Dang it. Ha ha. Dang it. He's See, the music won't fade out until it hears Craig's voice. It would have gone, gone on like that for the whole hour. My dreams were coming true. Oh. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, non binary sentient artificial intelligence to Hoosier Sophisticate here on WGNU 920 AM. We're here live every Monday night, 7 to 9, talking about. Cannabis, talking about psychedelic science, talking about all of the weird stuff, talking about liberty, talking about taking back your personal power, trying to give you some funny stories, maybe splash in a sophomore joke or two, but really just trying to make the community a little better and talk about uh, some different stuff. What a week, Steve. What a week. You know, some people take days off for this kind of stuff, you know, but not us, not liberty. No, sir. Not justice doesn't, doesn't sleep. No, it doesn't. Doesn't take days off. No, sir. Should, but doesn't. <laughs> um, wow. I, I talked about my fishing story last week. Yeah. And it reminded me of this thing. And we were kind of talking about on the way here, just some different things. And we got some big cannabis news. 
um, <clears throat> which which you aren't you're going to want to stick around to hear what the Surgeon General said about <laughs> cannabis. Jeez, Louise, buddy, the clip we got for that. Oh my God. Um, but okay, so I go on this uh, camping or golf slash. I turned it into a fishing trip every weekend. You guys heard about the fish. You guys all heard about the fish I caught. I've been telling the story like yeah. every day since. You caught a fish? Uh, I caught a fish. Here, I'll tell the fish story first. <laughs> People all uh, over town talking about it. Those I know. They keep coming Steve's up. fish story? I keep like, coming oh, up to me. Dude. I can't swing a dead cat without hitting at least 11 people who are like, whoa, stop hitting me with that cat, dude. It's kind of weird. Don't get slapped in the face with your fist. I can't swing a dead cat without somebody asking me why I'm swinging a dead cat. But but this show is going to kind of be about, you know, I I called it Be Your Own Hero. We're going to talk about being disciplined and kind of, uh, you know, questioning how how good things are when they're good, how bad things are when they're bad. So we're going to get into all that. But it made me think of this. Uh, I was on the way to, and we also have our, our album picks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be awesome. This made me also think, because my album that I was listening to is the album I was listening to on this road trip. It's about an hour and 15 minutes to Carlisle Lake. And so I'm on there. I'm listening to the CD. And I made the mistake of we went and saw Sea and Stone and 7,000 Apart at Foam. Yes. <laughs> I got it right this yes. time. I always call it Rise. Yeah, or no, like, yeah Rise is down in the Grove. Foam is down on Cherokee Street. Something just yeah. it's one of those cool names. And so we went there, and it was real intimate. And they played acoustic guitar and this guy and girl. And they're Phenomenal. They're in the group. Both groups. Sophisticated Hoosiers. They're, in the, they're in the group. They're they're uh, my kinfolk. They're amazing. They're really they good. got all the talent. I'm very proud of them. Um, so seeing them was just an amazing thing. Well, the group that opened for them was called Seven Thousand Apart, and they talked in between. It was almost a storytellers. You know, they almost they told stories be- between each of their songs. <clears throat> so the song uh, when we were eighteen was about the grandpa who stayed with the grandma. The grandma got sick. And the whole thing is, like, we made a lot of good things. They're talking on their deathbed. And it's like, can I sit next to you? Can I just sit and hold some space and we can talk about the good times and look at all the good things we've created. We can pass on into the next realm knowing that we did some awesome stuff back here. And I'm just like, oh. So I'm listening to this and, you know, I'll have myself a good cry. I am not ashamed of that. I love a good cry, brother. So I'm in the car. I'm about five minutes away from meeting all these guys at the hotel. Jenny's dad, who I'm getting ready to play golf with. So I, you know, crank this song up and I'm feeling it and I'm like, ooh, just letting it flow. And I'm like, oh, hold back tears. But I'm always like, don't hold them back, baby. Just be you. So I'm like in the car, pulling into the, uh, the marina. You know, it's like a fishing village where I'm pulling in. I pull in and they're waiting outside and I get out and look at my eyes in the rearview mirror. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I get out and they're like, hey, hey, buddy. You know, like, you stoned or what's the deal? And I'm, you know, a, me, probably back in the day, be like, yeah, probably. But, you know, I was like, no, man, I was crying listening to this song in the car, man. You guys should hear it. Oh, yeah. And they're like, for real? But they kind of know me at this point that they'd be like, hey, you know, he probably would. You know, it's not like he'd lie about I'm like, I'm stoned, though, too. <laughs> I am a little bit stoned. So that made me think of that. And then the album, we'll, we'll get into the albums no later. Doubt. No doubt. But we got some sound from uh, from the Surgeon real, General. Real quick, let me no. let me jump um, in here real quick and just say uh, for anybody watching on Facebook, uh, thank you for uh, um, weathering the storm that was the interruptions with the streaming and whatnot. If for some reason you find the broadcast a little choppy on Facebook, you can jump over to YouTube, check out the Mycelial page, Mycelial Media page, um, and that that stream might be a little bit better for you. But you did find some sound. We actually had a post that has gone gangbusters in the last 24 I hours know, that actually ties into it. So why don't, you, uh, why don't you lead us in a little bit with what you found? Okay, so I wanted to hear all the hubbub. Actually, our guy, um, Mike Ote, who's in the building tonight, um, and we got Scott, Seth, Zach, 
Mark on the boards. What's up, everybody? Um, but we found uh, your, well your tweet, uh, your your clip of a tweet, and then Mike had it, I think, from the news on one of his things of the Surgeon General talking about. Cannabis. Oh, Reef of Madness, baby. Reef of Madness is back. It's bad for people. There's no such thing as, as medical uh, marijuana. Like, you're crazy. All, and he's a young guy. Like, mm-hmm. he, it seems like he kind of gets it. And so I did a little research on his thoughts on the opioid epidemic. And I guess that, that kind of leads into it. I'll let his words kind of do the talking. So if we want to go ahead and, and play that, we can. Mark, you got that queued up? I'm very, very concerned as Surgeon General at how far and how fast we're going on marijuana in this country. Very concerned. Four people clapping. You know, number one, this isn't your mother's marijuana. Um, Marijuana a decade ago was 5% THC, Uh, uh, single digits THC. You now have professionally grown strains that are 20. 30% 30% THC, and then they're concentrating them into oils, Hell into yeah. waxes. They're vaping them, they're dabbing them, they're shatter, shatter, and you're getting 90, 95% THC. It's like the difference between you having a glass of wine and a pint of grain alcohol. Get All good news. It literally is. And so uh, we've normalized this idea of marijuana use across the country way too fast to the point that in communities in California, there's one in five pregnant women, 20% of pregnant women reporting that they are using marijuana during pregnancy. Youth attitudes are changing about it, about marijuana across the country. And um, I want you to hear me say this as the nation's doctor. There is no such thing as medical marijuana. And uh, I see some eyebrows raised out there. We don't talk about medical foxglove. We don't talk about medical opium. There is no other substance out there that as a physician, we say grow it in your backyard, crumble it up, (laughs) bake it into a brownie, or roll it into into into, into a cigarette, and smoke it, and that's going to be good for whatever ails you. There are are over 100 components of marijuana, some of them which have medicinal properties and medicinal promise, and we need to make sure we push for the research so that we can say to each individual, this component has been proven to be beneficial for your disease, and here are the risk and the benefits. But I think we have to have the courage to have a more nuanced conversation, particularly with so many folks out there coming out in favor of legalization within election. From a social justice point of view, I'm terribly concerned about the injustice, the fact that black men are four times as likely to be arrested as white men for marijuana usage. But you already have a liquor store and a smoke shop on every corner in every black community. I don't know that adding a marijuana dispensary to that mix is going to fix all our social justice ills. And right here in Colorado, I've talked to some of your police chiefs who are saying that, so here's the problem. The problem isn't the law. That marijuana is illegal. The problem is, uh, with, from a social justice point of view, is racism and bias. Oh, great! Thanks. I'll tell you what. Love to hear having. Well, I'm I'm super excited, and I'll tell you what. Maybe maybe the world maybe the world has so much to gain once uh, 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 just a slew of scientists discover the endofoxglovian system. <laughs> I didn't know that we had an endogenous system that was, uh, you know, uh, depends on the consumption of foxglove. People are always, you can't swing a dead cat in this kind of There's a foxglove epidemic. People going, where's the foxglove at, man? I'm serious. There's women that are pregnant. They're smoking marijuana cigarettes with their babies. Negating him doing that to that, I I don't blame him for having a list. Okay, I want to go on record for that. That's all (laughs) Seth right there. I will defeat him on his invalid arguments because it's ridiculous. If I do an impression and you have a lisp, that's the impression. I 
I'm very I'm true. not going to be like, very true. oh, yes, the women are smoking marijuana cigarettes. Well, that's, that's funny because. That's true. That's true. Guess what breast milk has in it? Jet fuel. <laughs> cannabinoids. Okay. The endocannabinoid <laughs> system means it's <laughs> endogenous. We have a system that depends. We have receptors that depend on this medicine. So you're trying to get him to weed. say, yeah, mm-hmm. I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I've, I said it here. I said it first. Greg Kohler wants that to give such infants a ridiculous point. injections I am at of my weed. wit's end with us having to have double, triple, quadruple, octuple blind studies to just uh, to validate just one little just smidge of what we're trying to get people to understand. You got to have a double blind study. Oh, I can't have a double blind study because there's there's prohibition going on at the at the federal level and you can't possibly test good medicine. You got to test what we grow here at Ole Miss. But by God if uh, the THC is not 20 fold of what it was 10 years ago. Well, that's interesting because good. we're not even sure that THC is the chemical that causes impairment. There are we're learning that terpenes play into the high differently, or the way that the medicine affects you. Oh yeah, the amount of impairment is not. It is not. <clears throat> it's not a correlation. Yes, it is. And and there have been studies published by the government that show that THC might not be. That's why the, all the tests that test for THC are not sufficient because that may not prove impairment to drive. We are just now learning about that because we're just now learning that it's not just this binary plant that's THC and CBD. There wasn't even CBD a couple years ago that anybody knew about until these guys actually, and and good on them. They did a great job of marketing uh, a high CBD strain, calling it Charlotte's Web, and they found a kid that it helped out. And you know, a paper about that. And what that's turned into is you know is um, you know maybe people say, well, that's big cannabis, and you know, there's all kinds of other strains that will work besides Charlotte's Web. That's fine. It got people talking. It got people recognizing the fact that CBD is something that can that can help everybody, yeah. a, a supplement that everybody needs. And now it, it doesn't take any kind of study for a for a uh, a government official to go out there with with this kind of propaganda. I can't I can't tell you what else it would be. It just sounds like propaganda to me. So this I want to I want to I I, I I I threw a post out there on the Who's Fisket page that was terrific. This was by Dana Larson on Twitter. I found it. It was magnificent. I think it ties in beautifully to what he just said. Now, remember, he said that we were looking at single-digit THC just a decade ago, and now with concentrates and everything else, we're getting up into the 90s. Dana Larson writes in a thread on, on Twitter, Here's a thread on the myth of cannabis potency. The U.S. Surgeon General says cannabis is three times stronger now than it was in the 90s. This ain't your mother's marijuana. Not enough people know that today's marijuana is far more potent than in days past. Sounds like the weed they smoked back in the 90s must have been pretty weak, huh? Let's see what they were saying about marijuana potency at the time. In 1995, U.S. drug czar Lee Brown told media that marijuana is 40 times more potent today than 10, 15, 20 years ago. That's interesting. In the 1996, Joe Biden, then Senate Judiciary Committee chair, said, uh, had to say in 96 about how strong marijuana had become. It's like comparing buckshot in a shotgun shell to a laser-guided missile. Does he know? Is there anybody he in the world kids. that knows anything <laughs> yeah. less about sticker. shotguns yeah. than Joe Biden? He's over two. He He's over. He knows two. what kids' hair. It's like comparing. Like. <laughs> that's what yeah, he knows. That's too. what Joe Biden knows. Oh my Everything God. else is a guess. When that comes up on Jeopardy, kids smell of their hair. He's like, got it, baby. Yeah, I'll take that for five hundred. <laughs> I got this whole category. Well, that means I guess in the 1980s, cannabis must great. have been pretty weak, huh? In the 80s? The potency of marijuana has increased sevenfold in the past 11 years, they said. Smoking one marijuana cigarette now is equivalent to smoking seven cigarettes nine or ten years ago. National Institute of Drug Abuse, 1986. 
well, if cannabis is three times stronger than it was in the 90s, which was 40 times stronger than the stuff that was in the 80s, which was seven times stronger than the stuff in 1975, we can only assume <laughs> that the weed in the 70s was pretty weak. Well, in 1975, they said weed was 20 times stronger than it was in the 60s. The grass kids are buying in the schoolyard parking lot for $10 a lid is not what it used to be. The potency of the Jamaican-Colombian variety is 15 to 20 times stronger than our 1960s variety. What about them sticks, That's baby. Paul Harvey, and, uh, you know who Paul Harvey is, one of the leading cannabis researchers of the 1960s. Of course it wasn't. Paul Harvey was a hack on 60 Minutes that told stories. Oh, here's the link to the article from 1975 saying that marijuana was 20 times stronger than it used to be in the 60s. Well, if we take all this at face value, then compared to the cannabis of the 60s, our modern weed is about three times, 40 times, seven times, 15 times stronger, which makes one modern joint the equivalent of 12,600 joints of the 1960s Good job, variety. everybody. Good. Let's give them a round of applause. Meanwhile, <laughs> all right. meanwhile... In the 50s, they were reporting that a puff, one puff from a cannabis cigarette, one puff of a cannabis cigarette could drive people to insanity and murder and often compared cannabis to heroin and its potency. Is our modern marijuana really 12,600 times stronger than that? I wish. Yeah, two pops of a marijuana cigarette and killed his kids. This is unbelievable because it's our, our it's our nation's doctor. It's our nation's doctor, and this is what he's saying. And it's ridiculous that someone who holds such a, a high place in our country is spouting these ridiculous things, saying it's it's equivalent to drinking a bunch instead of drinking a little. Who tells you to roll your medicine up in a cigarette? It's, he sounds like a fool, a clown, and I want to say that we There's need to educate him. Stick in your your, your bottom. Thank you. That's the way it works the best. When the majority, yeah, of, I, I don't know. I, this this is unfounded, Darn right but is. I can tell you uh, from, from personal experience, anecdotally, the majority of people I know who consume cannabis for uh, legitimate medical ailments are typically edible, imbibing it. Yeah, they're yeah. they're 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 eating it. Yeah, they're. They're, you know, maybe uh, taking an oil on the gums sublingually, something like that, using a suppository, using it topically for skin cancer. They're not just smoking it. It's an absolutely ridiculous thing to say. Just like, you're not feeling so good. You just hit a split, Irie. How can this guy be the nation's doctor without running into people like Ashley Davis, Markham, running into people like Aiden's Alliance, running into these uh, wholesome Humans who are just trying to do the best they can by their kids, by their family. They got the Surgeon General up there saying there is no such thing as medicinal marijuana. It's, it's outrageous. No, our Surgeon it's General, unbelievable. Our Surgeon General is officially a quasi-doctor and that just received a big old paycheck. He's a hack. He got paid He's in to the Navy, that. I believe. He He's was a, a hack. Naval, naval doctor, I believe. He's a hack. And then, okay, so, so you have that. So I did, I wanted to look up how his stance was on opioids. I watched a 25-minute talk he Already gave. Already loves them. It we was great. Well, opioids. no, we're having an epidemic, right? We're having an epidemic. He, he acknowledges that. He says, you know, we got to do something. Never once does he say, oh, hey, hey, doctors, I'm in charge of all the doctors. Let's look at each other in the eye right now. We have to stop prescribing people so many opioids when they know that when you take 10 milligrams, I know that patient's going to need 20. I know that patient's going to need 40. They know what it's going to happen. It's like steroids in baseball. It's like bad cops. You got to look at each other in the eye, hold each other accountable and decide what's the best direction to go because I don't know what's right. 
But the more we talk about it and the more we figure things out, I know that pumping people full of pharmaceuticals does not work. It mm-hmm. doesn't. And in places where cannabis is legal, what do you know? Oh, opioid deaths are going down and yep. these prescription pill deaths are going down. And people are figuring out, oh, I can I – can ma- we've heard it first hand from the Hoosiers in the group. I, I utilize it because I have been in pain for a majority of my life. I've taken pill after pill and then I can't eat and then I can't sleep and my body feels icky. And I'm also a healthy person. I want to be a healthy person. On oxys, it's real hard to get up early. It's real hard to do what you got to do when you're zonked out on oxys and then your dosage keeps going up and up. They've told us how they, how they use cannabis to alleviate their pain and make their life better. And we got this bobo up there who's in his he's up there in his uniform doing and i want to educate him i want to educate him so hard in his face it's not even funny i want to educate the hell out of him i okay so here's the problem right he has a platform that no one who has the other side of the science has dr sue sisley can't she can't she she had to jump through hoops use trash grass and 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 has to have a double blind study it's years in the making and even then even when she presents this 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 information you know it has to be published in a journal she doesn't get a podium in front of nope. the nation's associated nope. press and be able to just throw every this out channel. there every single person every that's doing positive research for not and this is not just exclusive to cannabis it's it, it it applies to you know psychedelic science it applies to so many different things he has the ability to just go up there and say well somebody appointed me that uh, a a a um what's the what's the word i'm looking for a binary politician in this in this world of of right versus left this side appointed me this time and i get to say anything that i want and you can fact check it and find out that i'm wrong but the majority of people that that still need to be persuaded, the 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 a generation two generations before us who are built to trust their government leaders and a surgeon general, the man's a general. He was high ranking right. in the military. He's a Darn man of right. honor. And why would he have anything to say about it? I got an argument in another forum a few weeks ago where this guy was like, "Oh, this is the part where all the weed geniuses come in and say they know more than doctors." And I said, "Hey, I don't know no more than doctors, but I know that eight percent of medical schools." Just mentioned it. He goes, oh yeah, eight percent. Yeah, yeah, probably less. Yeah, yeah, probably goes, less. Eight percent. He's laughing. And I went and looked up. I said, you're right. I was wrong. It was seven percent. Yeah, I- I'm sorry. I'm not mad at doctors. I'm not mad at doctors for not. No, having we can't the be. It doesn't get us anywhere. That, uh, you, being angry about people. I uh, oh, Pat Blue. I bring him up on the show all the time. Pat Blue, like the color of the sky, he used to always <laughs> just hit me with wisdom all the time. And he would say, you can't be mad at people's. Ignorance. You can't be mad at people for being stupid. Who who does that really make stupid? You know, you're going to be angry at, at somebody for not being able to grasp something. Sure. Now, I can be angry about I somebody. Get my demons out. <laughs> I can be angry about somebody being willfully ignorant. Yeah. And at this, we are getting to a point. Point. Now, we are. We are getting to a point now where if you are out there and still spouting nonsense like this, you are willfully ignorant and acting in the face of the best interest of the people. And we haven't even scratched the surface about how you're not in charge of me. You don't get to tell me what I get to put in my body. If, you're, if we're all my body, my choice people, yep. then it starts with how we get to explore with our consciousness, how we choose to medicate, how we choose to medicate our children. That is, that is one. You are a sovereign being. You are in charge of your health. Nobody else is in charge of it. You can't make an argument that says, well, I don't want the government to be in charge of my health. And then 
on the flip side say, but I do want the government to prohibit me from using things that I think could help my health. That doesn't work. Those two thoughts are, are, are mutually exclusive. They, they are. You can't say one and mean the other. It's not possible. I, I mean, it, and we're living in a world where, and I want to you know, address the Hoosiers directly, like we live in a world where we can make each other better. We can exchange ideas, information, dick memes. You know, we can do all of that stuff together and raise each other up. And that's what we need because we are becoming willfully, willfully ignorant. If you don't learn something now, that's on you. Back in the day, like not too long ago, the teacher had a book, had all the answers in it. And if you asked a question that was out of the realm of that book, the teacher's like, I think there are some encyclopedias in the library, or maybe you can find a, an entire book on some one of your subjects, and then skim through it and see if you can figure out the answer. The knowledge was a locked behind a locked gate, and only a few people had the key. Everybody's got a key in their hand right now no doubt. to unlock. Anything. You want to learn piano? You're learning piano. I want to learn guitar? I'm learning guitar. Seth wants to learn how to hide bodies? He's, he's learning how to hide bodies. how to hide bodies. my uh, computer, not my IP address. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've learned. You're not like, an idiot. <laughs> I went from uh, knowing how to change oil to doing like a lot. Evolutionary biology? Just, yeah. You learned that? Yeah. I taught myself evolution. Exactly. I was bored one day. <laughs> and you, get, you figured it all out in one day. I always tell people, like, I believe in evolution. Like, why? And I'm like, huh. That's actually a big question. Because <laughs> cool. science, scientists yeah. said so. And, they're oh, you and questioned good, yourself and, and went for further. you. Yes. Good for you. That's a scientist the, said it. And you know what? There's a good reason to go and check out the data. What did all of the scientists say? Oh, sure. turns out there's all lot. kinds of schools of thought. Okay, well, even though these two agree kind of on the idea of evolution, they kind of don't agree on the yeah. timeline. Oh, okay, that's now expanded my understanding of this For very sure. complicated thing. For sure. We talk about Graham Hancock. No he's always been the guy. He's who, the, the number one enemy because he's proving things are older. Yes, he, everyone in the old school of Egyptology and all these old artifacts You can't say, be right. Otherwise, mm. everything I've taught, everything I teach is wrong. And, and, it, and that, that makes me without a job. And it shows you just the zeitgeist of the times can be so – we can be so engraved and ingrained in it that yeah. when someone starts saying, hey, guys, it's actually a little different. People are like, oh, I'm freaked. My whole life revolves around this thought being real. That's why if you just go along your way knowing that life is going to throw you the biggest curveball of all time. Like you could be learning all yeah. this evolutionary biology and then the aliens come visit Seth and they say, hey, man, all that stuff you're learning. It's so that wrong. was a joke. That was my idea. I, I didn't know if we could get him to go along with it. Oh, Glebe Glorb, what a trickster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I, I just spent like, 70 hey. years of my life doing something and it means nothing. I'd ask the aliens, like, hey, those, Fine. those crop circles are pretty cool. Like, what do those symbols mean? Like, nothing. <laughs> yeah, we watch people take pictures. We're like, whatever. I just did it. Like, whatever. One dude's like, I mutilated the cow. So like, calm down, Jeff. Steve, you said, you, you said something that I think is a, a nice little segue into what was a, a kind of a, a beautiful yet unplanned weekend um, where uh, you were talking about how let's, let's all make each other better. Right. And I feel like that if, if there is one thing that we do 
with this group that we hope to accomplish with this group is to create a community where everybody feels comfortable to share, comfortable to talk about things that maybe their old group of friends didn't just really understand. Uh, and they don't have to because you have a group now that does and can hold you through when you're feeling bad or can encourage you when you're thinking about taking on a task. And you want to share pictures of your weight loss journey or, hey, I want to start. A, there's some accountability measures being built in to a group that has grown to love each other so much that we really do want to see our family be the best versions of themselves. Our events only get better. Let me oh talk about God. it from a from just a purely uh, uh, selfish viewpoint. That's how you usually Who's do your, things. Yes, thank you. The world, it's me and how the world affects me and then how it affects everyone else. There's, it's, you know, it's, it's circles. It works out. You guys get it. It's, it's a, a ripple. ripple. Um, but, but no, it not only does it make all of our get-togethers better. It does. Yeah, it because really you, does. Come, you come to Hoosier's Fiscal Party, and there, at any given time, there are 40 different groups of, you know, Two, three, four people yeah. talking about something completely different, yeah. absolutely in love with one another, laughing, feeling safe to share themselves. We had an opportunity. Um, you and I talk about it all the time. We talk about, you know, there's all kinds of things that are going on behind the scenes. What our big picture is. I mean, man, my, my dream one day is that this thing becomes a, a traveling show where we get to see the world with our wives by our side, with our kids by our side, no to doubt. teach our kids about the world through the world. And that I, I truly feel like that can happen. And I, I want my kids. I don't mind my kids coming to the parties that the Hoosiers are all at because it's nothing but love. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're raising money for, for little everybody's girls. Everybody's got to try DMT the first time. For at least once. <laughs> at least once. We had, um, we had a weekend. I had no real uh, designs on, you know, I just knew that I had four days off. I kind of needed it. Um, and maybe we'll touch on kind of my whole big thing, you know, in the next hour. Okay. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. But. I've had some 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 kind of some understandings, and I think I've been dealing with depression without having it diagnosed, you know, um, and and trying to figure that out. And I've also had a lot of my friends coming to me with uh, uh, symptoms of depression. Like it's just kind of been around. Anxiety you know? and depression uh, I, riddle our generation. No now. doubt, no doubt. And and there can so much so much of that can be attributed to the fact that we have a screen that is consistently attached to our. Is hands. that such a big deal? I think it is. I think it is, and I think that that's what ultimately led to uh, one of the things that, at, at least for me. Why, least though? For me. Why, though? Well, because <clears throat> I Are think you comparing yourself to other people's even lives if, even on if you Facebook? Think, even or? if you think that you're not. I think that if you're just regularly picking it up to check in to see what somebody else is doing. It's like running a race, right? We're all running the race. Whatever race you decide that is, you know, is it a marathon, is it a sprint, whatever. Every time you pick it up to just kind of check in to see what your it's friends are C doing. It's C-team track you're just, at, you're at just, CBC. You're just kind of peeking over your shoulder. You're just peeking over your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we um, you know, I had a realization that a lot of the, um, I think maybe lack of me feeling like I was getting anywhere. I've talked to you about it before. I'm my most creative when I'm sad. I'm my most creative. And then it clicked for me. I'm not my most creative when I'm sad. I spend the most time with my thoughts and I spend the most time internally when I'm sad. And when that happens is when I find the great things within me. Right. And so when that goes away is when you find a level of comfort within yourself that you're not spending the time in your head where this feels good. 
It feels good to check up on your friends that are telling you a joke. It feels good to see the pictures of their kids, to see how in love they are with their spouse, to see the trip that they took around the world. Even if you're not comparing for a moment, you're no living food. vicariously. You're living vicariously through through someone else's snapshot, yeah. right? And you might not. You might be telling yourself, ah, I, you know, I've got a good thing going too, and you're not necessarily comparing. But you are distracting yourself from what you're actually doing in the moment. And I realized that wasn't a result of my sadness where I was getting uh, more done or more being more uh, creative. It was just I wasn't spending enough time. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to challenge myself. I've got a, just buckets of work to do at my house, things that I've been pushing off, hard labor things that like I'm like, eh, I don't know if the knee is going to really allow it this time. You know, Get out there. It's uncomfortable. It sucks. I've got – Hours upon hours upon hours of podcasts, thousands of hours of podcasts that I can catch up on. And so I start I, I start in with a Shane Moss, friend of the show, Shane Moss, start in with his documentary. And Shane, I feel like Shane and I could go hang out on a Tuesday night and have just everything in common. Just a kind dude, super smart, um, and well-traveled, very well-traveled. Um, if you haven't checked out Psychonautics. Yeah, he goes uh, a lot of places. If you haven't trekked, checked out Psychonautics uh, on Amazon Prime, Apple, anything like that, download it. It's an awesome movie. Yeah, it is. Um, Real and quick, could Shane, like, could he be any cooler? Remember yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, he's, as nice hanging out be me. he's as nice as they come, man. And, yeah, and the I thing about Shane is shirt ever. one of the – I guarantee he does. He told me every day. He was yeah. going to wear it every day. The, uh, the, the thing about Shane is, is that Shane has a scientific podcast, right? And – and so on his podcast every week, the Here We Are Now podcast, if you want to check out at home, he's got a different scientist or professor from a different school, and they talk about different psychology, or they talk about evolution, or they talk about all this. Very seldom anymore does he really talk about psychedelics on the show or anything like that. Sometimes, not really too much. And he acknowledges that he was terrible at school. You know, He just was not good at school. But he has found a way now to educate himself through his comedy now where he's pulling in all of these, and he's getting one-on-one -on -one classes with these professors. And everywhere he's just stockpiling all of this. So, so Shane serves this logical side of my brain that just kind of wants things to make sense, right? But a little too much of that it gets a little dry after a while. So then I'll flip over to our guy Duncan Trussell, oh. Duncan Trussell Family Hour, right? And Duncan is a guy who is hilarious, hilarious comedian, uh, absolutely the best in the commercial game for sure. Has encyclopedic knowledge of about every religious text that there is, primarily the Bhagavad Gita. But I mean, he knows he's his Bible. He knows the Bible. Baga, he knows Baga, the Quran. He knows he's the Quran. He is an un he's unbelievable, and he serves a spiritual explorer side of me that is like now all of a sudden between Shane and him, I'm like, okay, they're keeping me laughing. They're educating different sides, and he'll also talk about magic. He'll have people in that talk about you know doing magic, doing witchcraft, doing what his topics are all over the place. But he's it's a very intelligent conversation, and he is. Probably the best when it comes to Sorry. giving analogies and making and, and explaining the ineffable. So that's that's number two. And then after so I listen to about two of Shane, and then I listen to about two of Duncan, and then I'll flip on Aubrey Marcus. And Aubrey Marcus is another. And all these guys have one primary thing in common, and that's that they are tremendous psychonauts with unbelievable uh, experiences, and then also um, ways of integrating that into their everyday lives. So then Aubrey takes all of this info, and he's a guy that's. You know, he's he's done Shizzled. them all. He's well, Aubrey is twisted steel and sex appeal, man. If I was going to turn for anybody, it'd be Aubrey Marcus. What? Um, <laughs> unbelievable. But he serves huh. a, he serves a side of me what that is, is 
that is, uh, yeah, we can get there. Uh, he serves a side of me that is that that is like the biohacking side. Like you're going to get the most out of yourself. And here's the integration that I got yes. from my trip to Peru. And I, you know, and I built up enough cachet with all of these different coranderos and ayahuasca. Yeah, my conversation with Hamilton Souther. Totally, life. totally. And and even that. And so then. You're hearing him talk to people like Hamilton Southern. The people that they're talking to, these guys have unbelievable knowledge. They might not have the name. So I'm sitting there, and every day I realize that as I'm zeroing in, I'm putting my earbuds in at work, I'm listening to these guys, and I'm making my list right in the morning. I get to work because I felt like, buddy, I felt like everything that I was doing, I'm just paddling in circles. One arm swimming. Dude, one arm swimming. I am busy all day, and I hate to glorify busy, but my time is spoken for. And I, I feel like, man, I did 12 hours of work and nothing got accomplished. What's going on? I'm working on this. I'm trying to make my celial media this, you know, this big thing. And I don't feel like anything's getting done because I'm only, I'm constantly getting side. It's, it's so fragmented. Yeah. I'm getting sidetracked to do this and then do this. And I put these in and I hear these guys and, and they might be talking to somebody like Aubrey Marcus with Joe Dispenza. And Joe Dispenza is unbelievable. He's a guy that's all about, uh, you know, healing with your mind and he has some amazing meditations and he's an incredible dude. Um, and, and hearing these guys and just, it's something we've all heard, you know, the, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, you know, I've been able one over the course of the, yeah, one gallop, <laughs> one, just one little gallop. Uh, I've been able to kind of apply that. Uh, and I'm, I'm seeing just a little bit of progress. I'm seeing my, my to-do list get scratched off in some places to where I'm like, Whoa, I've still got, Four hours in my day, and I was hoping to kind of work on this, this, and yes, this. Yes, yes. Cool. And me, in the meantime, I'm just I'm on this cycle between all of these guys. Yeah. And, buddy, I didn't realize how depressed I've been lately and how much I feel so bad because when I was younger and had no understanding of depression, to me it was like, bootstrap it, guy. Pick yourself up by the – you're not sad. You're, you know, you're feeling sad. You're feeling sorry for yourself. Strap it, guy. But the problem is is that – the more and more depressed you get, even if you don't know it, the more and more heavy the stone that you're carrying is, right? And and you begin to become overwhelmed by even the most mundane task. And you're like, where am I going to find even one hour? Even your kids make you mad easier. Oh, Dad, play superheroes with me, son. I don't know yeah. what that means. You know? I'm the Hulk and, and I'm, I'm going to smash you. Know, you. I, it's, it's one of those things. <laughs> we gotta oh, that's on. exciting. Mark that on the board, baby. Woo. The ones so and the twos. I've, I've, I've found a way, and I, I feel good. Like, I, you know, this, this, we can kind of go into this a little bit later some more. But You know what your next step is, though, right? Your next step is you're, you're there. You've started your quest, right? You're going to hit some sort of level. You've played video games. You're going to hit some sort of blockade, yes, that maybe even take a dip. The, 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 the champions find a way to just push through that and not beat themselves up that they may have taken a couple steps back and say, Oh man, I, I blew it. I had this good streak going. Now forget it. Uh, it's not perfect anymore. I'm going to whatever. I'll coast for another weeks until I start that process again yeah. to get fired up yeah. and then pfft, oh, yeah. forget it. I got sick or this happened. I had a weekend where I didn't whatever. No doubt. It's your, your next step is that next battle, that next boss at the next level. And then you, and then you start to feel, oh man, woo! 
Now, now I'm on the level five, level six. You start yeah. building up confidence yeah. that only comes from vanquishing inner demons. No doubt. You know, and no that's, a, that's an inner confidence that is built up. Um, now, let me ask you a question. Depression and sadness, different things. Huge. I think so. Yeah, I think sadness is a temporary, is a temporary feeling, whereas depression is like a, it's a tar pit. What about you? Like it's something that well, you're stuck I, I, in. As you know, I've dealt with like, I would yeah, give me borderline crippling depression. And yes. the crazy thing about it is it's just there. You don't have to go through any kind of an event. There's times where you just wake up and the music you love just doesn't do it. The food you like just doesn't taste, taste bland. the same. What thing sounds like fun, like when when your friends are like, hey, let's do this, it just doesn't sound fun. The world's just like kind of dark and you just you, – All the good it, things it, turn bad. Yeah. It just, it's, What's sadness? Like you can st- you're sad, sadness. but you can still be picked up by like a friend. Sadness. Or, I would say that like you associate that with like an event. Your dog dies. You you know. I, I would. Well, agree I think with people that. go I into think depression a from a spouse. I mean, dying yeah, it could be tri- depression. Yeah. I think depression triggers depression. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I don't think For that sure. sadness and depression are one of the. Can the, same. the happiest person? Go through bouts of depression. Well, I, I think so because does I, everyone I, go through I, bouts of depression? Probably it's, to a degree. I've always understood it's just a chemical imbalance. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think the best thing the to do the thing everything. I've loved, uh, the things the, I love, the thing I love. Well, <laughs> like cardio, okay, huge. It's Pulls helped, you out me, of depression? helped me a lot. Like, there's times where I and you guys know this. We've never yeah. really talked about it, but we've talked behind closed doors where I had to push through doing this show back when we were on Friday night, no six to eight, where I'm just sitting here like just. Forcing myself to do it, and I was like, I could care less. That's yeah. how everyone told, acts. When I've actually out with us. told you guys like I could care less about this show right now, and I don't yeah. want to be there. And yeah. we talked about it, and I'm just like, I'll you know whatever, talk about whatever you want. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't even care. Sure, oh, farmer, and, uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Another farmer, cool. Old inside joke from uh, yeah. back in the, the day. way back in the day. The guy or the guy that was confused as to why he was arrested <laughs> for having contract <laughs> yeah. Like I don't agree with the law, but I know why they. I know why era. you were arrested. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I don't know why it's illegal, but I know why they arrested you. Um, yeah, because I wonder. Uh, I told you the other day, you know, we were having a great night where we were giving each other compliments I was, that we thought was all in. Go ahead. Where we were having, we we're giving each other just. You gave me one of the best compliments ever about some of the songs I write. You noticed a subtle nuance that I tried to throw in every song, and it touched me. Like it really. I could see it in your eyes. It was touching, and I think that's a good way. And I, I, you know, thanks to everyone and everything that's been going on, especially my wife. Like I love my little inner tribe, and I love the whole tribe we got going on. But I wake up every day just happier than almost the day before. Now I will get in like a little little mood. I wake up in a little mood, but it's kind of funny now because I'm like I'm ridiculous. I'm the you know I'm who's gonna take me seriously for real? So now. Uh, realizing that, and I used to always yearn for the days of 15, 16, 17 when you kind of had a job, but you had no real worries. Yes, and, and you kind of knew the worries were coming. And even 12, 13, when you had your bike in South City, the biggest worry I had was Getting trying stolen. to figure out. Yeah, well, I assumed <laughs> that was going to happen. But I, uh, I would, which, which house are my friend's bikes all parked up outside no of? That's and how that's we knew. where we would go hang that's out. how we knew where everybody was at. And so I always longed for those days. And, man, with the stuff we got going, and, you know, I appreciate you 
putting it out there, saying that you're going through all this and being vulnerable and being open. You know, I was just t- talking to Zach for the show. How disgusting that is when people are just open and honest with each <laughs> other. <laughs> but you know that that's a huge step to even realizing what kind of happiness you can have because i mean i'm insanely happy so to hear that you're depressed makes me even happier yeah for sure <laughs> i get it i get it, it made me. my life believe no me. man no. but you're right you go through uh, we've each gone through phases yeah you said throughout the show throughout the range no of the show where we're like it's over done i'm done i'm stepping away yes i'm not i can't deal with it I'm anymore the weight has gotten too big for yep. me and that's when you have a Friends in the you know foxhole, yeah. for lack of a better word, but you know that help pull you out, man. Well, it does, and and, and so we're talking, fox about, glove. We're talking about making the you got to get you some fox gloves, battle hawk cry, call guys. The St. Louis Battle Hawks are the great, the greatest XFL team of all time. The 2020 champion, St. Louis Battle Hawks. How, how many different ones do you got? That's awesome. That's just the same one. Oh, okay, but, great. Yeah. Uh, this all started, though, because I, I do – I celebrate the fact that this group has come together, and the group is what makes this whole thing. The show now, which which kind of started out with us, like we want to talk about things that are important to us. We want to talk about things that we know you're not going to find anywhere else on a terrestrial radio dial. But, it, but what's happened with that is we found the group that we thought – we could get with the Changing Station Love Alliance. We were going to get enough people to start talking about this that we could really affect the community. Yeah. And to see – and part of that for you and I, right, is ha- we have amazing partners. We have amazing partners in life. And we every day are like, man, I can't wait until they figure out that next thing that empowers them to do the next. Are you talking in third person about us? I'm talking about us. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Jen and yeah, okay. Jen and Miss. And, okay. and so, but, but we talk about that. And we talk about yeah, the girls the getting together. And I'm like, hey, yeah. girls' night, that gives us a pretty good opportunity awesome. to do some, do some work at the house. Get the boys together. Our kids are roughly the yeah. same age. It's great. Yeah. This, is my, this is my perfect existence. Yeah. My kids growing up with your kids. You and I getting to hash out the ridiculous ideas that we do. Maybe play with our consciousness when we're afforded the opportunity. And, by the way, our women are getting better. Be- oh, through, yeah. through each other. I, I wish all my Tinder dates would meet up. I think they'd all get along real <laughs> yeah, well. Sure. Yeah, I know, right? For sure. Yeah. When they said they're having a girls' night, I'm like, well, yeah. And that's the whole deal. Oh, I know we have, are me timber. We, have, yeah. we have some incredibly powerful women in this group. And, and the dynamic for an AM radio show to have 35% women following, that's unheard of. It's unheard of. AM and they're radio. so incredibly powerful and they're not only are they lifting up all the other men in the group and giving great advice to men in the group and whatnot but i know when they get together they're experiencing something powerful and women do have it a little bit differently than than men do and we're and not a very that, thirsty the way group either can, which is not nice. at all huh. thank you maybe guys. scott a few times yeah like when, when, guys little... when the when the new pretty girl <laughs> hey, oh yeah all you gentlemen at home all you gentlemen home, more obnoxious <laughs> than when a girl changes her profile pic and what's one guy after another is like you're beautiful yeah like, oh, so yeah. she knows oh, yeah are you kidding she me knows. <laughs> Yeah, Craig, Craig's like, come on, dudes. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, we, we got some good. Go ahead. Well, yeah, go um, We got OMG. This guy is spot on with depression. Praise him. Uh-oh. That you, that you put on this the loincloth. Oh, there we go. That's from Sarah. Jenna says, absolutely, the longer you're, the, uh, longer you're depressed, the harder it is to pull yourself out. Small steps every day. And then we got lovey hearts for Ote and Scott Cooper. 
Nothing right for on. Zach. Nothing for um, Zach, though. So Casey Zach, Weed blogs. Might want to dial up your cute. <laughs> turn that up a little bit. You're like a. You're like a. He's a, the cutest one. I know. You're like a cute dude. little lemur. Oh, like, yeah, I know. Come over here and smile for the camera, would you? I want to mate him with his you own kind. You remind me of the, so the dude of from them. the Lion King that hangs out with. What's Timon? Yeah. <laughs> Timon. That's um, your new name. Casey Weedblog says, sadness I, is like when grandma dies. Uh, Missy says, I think the majority of people go through depressed states. Uh, sad is turning on Hoosier Sophisticate a little late from Carolo, uh, Carolyn Goida. Oh, our Getting gal. weird with Gordon depression is having to wait a whole week for the next show. She's great. No doubt. <laughs> um, dark and gloomy days can cause depression. That's the worst feeling ever. I think you can be depressed and not necessarily sad. Sometimes it's not totally. feeling Anything at all. When I'm depressed, I'm still the void. When I'm depressed, there's still times I laugh. Sometimes it's confusion. You know, it is that. Because here's the thing. I wake up in the morning, and I guess I left this part out. I wake up in the morning, and when I really feel like I'm lacking and I'm not getting things done, I, I have very literal conversations in the mirror in the morning where I'm like, hey, this is what you gotta do. Why? Why isn't this getting done? And it becomes this super negative talk to myself. Like you're you're busy you're all day. Smart enough. You're, yeah. <laughs> like I need to go Stuart Smalley, but I'm not going Stuart like Smalley. I'm going Major Pain. Okay. Oh, and, and like and so like I'm tearing myself. I realize it's not like I'm not you know, call myself names. Well, actually, sometimes, you got no legs. Sometimes I am. You know. Sometimes you, uh, you get, call yourself. names. Sometimes and, I'm like, what, what is the? That's only the, when you're doing. What is the else, matter though. with you? Why are you not? You're you're too talented to be to be wandering about yeah. and 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 like and i realize how wholly negative that is and it's just a I, like just flipping that to where it's like okay here's what you're gonna do today yeah. you know you're not gonna start working out tomorrow you're not gonna go for a walk tomorrow as soon as you get out of the shower you're gonna do 20 push-ups just because because that's your first step and then you know what who works out right after they get out of the sometimes shower? Sometimes I, kind of I do. I do. I do. Which one is cold showers? Cold shower. When the when, after you when the room muscles. when the room is super hot uh, in the morning, like when I'm starting my day, when the room is super hot and it's still you know really steamy in there, I'll mm-hmm. bang out a quick twenty thirty, just to kind of get the blood flowing a little bit. Pull your groin in the bathroom. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> but you know, I, I I was having these very negative uh, conversations with myself. And then, Don't do that. And then, exp- and then wondering why I wasn't getting anything done. Well, you were done. a football guy. I'm surprised I didn't make you, you know. Football, though, football, I had a very clear-cut mission. Yeah. Right? My mission was to get up, go to the gym, become the yeah. hardest dude I could, and then end, somebody, your and mission. Then end somebody's life was my goal it's in football. That's still good. Right? Still like, that good. Was like, it was like, okay, I'm just, you're just a missile. Yeah. Trained to be a more powerful missile and then go kill somebody on the football field. Was kind of where I was. Well, you just got to change that end part. You just got to change that end part. But no, but I have. That's what I'm saying. With with the kill someone's love. With listening to all of these different guys who I already listen to, but I I am terrible with routine. My discipline is trash because I have no routine. Discipline comes along with routine. What would help you? I wreck a discipline. This is. It sounds silly. Finding finding this rotation. Yeah. That is my. That's. Been my newest routine. The most productive I've ever been was when I was on a Duncan Trussell streak. He Buddy, honestly changed my whole world. This during, is where I'm living right now. When I watched Orange, Sun, Orange Sunshine yes. and listened to Duncan Trussell, yep. I was operating on a fully different level, a little higher vibration than normal. So, so, so tie back into what I was saying. I relish the fact when our women get together because I know Dude. that tomorrow my partner's going to be better. My partner's going to be happier. A happy partner is a happy me. I don't have to find my happiness in somebody else. But damn it, if I didn't decide to make this life with this person and my life's a lot better when there is uh, – what, what, what did I say to you? When there is harmony in yes. my home. 
Yes. Right? A happy home is a harmonious home. And every, you know, and that love is not. So when our gals are together and they do what gals do, and gals have it differently, they connect intimately with one another differently than we do. Right. Yeah, they're wondering and why they, we didn't they may do be, they may have, There may be more of a focus on physical touch, and they're happy to play with each other's hair or you know, massage each I other's hair. Like, no, you did braid my hair the one time. I, do. I gave you One dreads. of the things, I think our relationship went down when I shaved my mustache and you stopped twirling yeah, your finger that's in how my you mustache. Sleep. That's what I know. No, but, 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 to, but to play off that, they even then asked us the next day when we all got together, which was beautiful, by the way. Maybe yeah. we can talk about that on the other side of the break a little bit. Um, they were like, well, how do you guys – get intimate with one another and i'm like well <laughs> and it was awesome that you said what you said because my answer was i can tell you an, about six different times last night steve and i looked each other in the eyes and gave each other the most heartfelt yeah compliments that we possibly could that built each other up we spent yeah. that we spent four hours building each other up we wanted to get a little bit more Hoosier sophisticate work done, yeah. but it actually just turned into like a makeout session. A little bit of a makeout session with a focus on really, <laughs> with a specific really, focus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with a, with a focus on with like a minor in. Uh, <laughs> Tell it again slower. <laughs> yeah, laying it on. No, it was so it thick, was amazing Craig. though. It was that's it, the good, it was amazing. You know, that's I, the good parts about life. I'm so happy now with what I'm doing, and of course I have down times, but to spread that love and tell everyone how they've been affecting us, like yeah. it's amazing. We even did that with the gals the next night, just telling them how much they they mean to us in different ways that they may not know it because that's a lot of what's built up in our psyches of getting in our own head saying, I don't know if I'm good enough for this person. I don't know if I am doing things right. I don't know if this person likes me. I don't know if I'm making an impact. I don't know if I'm making an impact. Yeah. And when someone tells you, you made an impact on me. Now I'm back at it. Oh, baby, that'll fire me up better than anything. And we, we just let, take that for granted all the time because we're, you're impacting people all day, every day. So don't be scared to tell people that That's, they're inspirational, that they're, they've been an impact in your life. We've talked about vulnerability. You talked about crying in the car uh, on the way to the golf tournament. If there's anything, like, I am ready. I, I will kill it with fire for men to think that there's some kind of weakness and not, right. not exposing uh, their vulnerabilities or, or being open about what they're feeling. Yeah. Please know that you can come to our group. You can say exactly what's hurting you. Yeah. You know, and and there are going to be people there that want to help hold you through that. Oh yeah. So that you can realize your best case self, right? No I'm doubt. a physical touch guy, man. If there's Darn been a right couple if there's been a couple of days where uh, you know, me and Miss are like just so busy that we're just, you know, far apart from one another, not touching like I can feel that. Yeah. And then that that might trigger me being like What's going on here? Why am well, you know like no this is what we do. This is what we do best. Why you know? And now I'm questioning that. And you're right. And then I'm like, who really tunes into this damn show to yeah. listen to Craig Kohler talk? What the hell does he have to say about it? I know. You I know? think that all all the time. The like time. that's that's that well, that's that uh, <laughs> that's just that self worth questioning. I'm rambling. This is no, been no. the fastest. Hey, hour I want to I want to add something real little to that. Is you mentioned something about the guys being able to be vulnerable. There's something about our group too, where the women build each other up. Like it's I my have favorite. never my seen before in my life. Because I always used to think in my head, it's like a little kid. If gals have all the control, if they really want it, like we are all trying to get what these gals have. No most doubt. of the time, most of us, that's no most doubt. of the most powerful men are like, how do I get some of that? Yeah. I got all this. How do I get some of that too? Yeah. To where these girls and girls will will pick each other apart and say that's the prettiest girl, tear her down. 
in high school, ter- prettiest girl. She's the, the worst. Our gal, there is there is none of that catty garbage in our zero nope. of that. And they're all like, "You have a great body. You should show it off more. You yep, you're, you're amazing. Smart. This is the most beautiful you've ever looked. No doubt. And just to see that, of course, uh-huh. my male senses are like, "All right, this is where it begins. Yeah, keep the pictures coming, ladies. <laughs> yeah. like, keep building each other up. I love it. Look, but guys, also it's hey, great. we're up against it. No, we're not." Okay. It is the return of America's favorite oh. segment. We haven't done this in a couple of weeks. We didn't weren't able to do it at the remote and you know, it's it's been a little while, but we there's no way we can skip it this week. This is this week's edition of Craig Moments. I couldn't be more excited about Battlehawk Country, and I'll tell you what, there's gonna be some people. They'll probably be wearing some scarves, probably have some hair to push out of their face. Okay. And uh, they're gonna try and distract you with uh, uh, that that worldly game they call uh uh they call it football over there it ain't <laughs> football it's soccer okay you're gonna sit here and you're gonna tell me that a game that you kick a ball around with your feet you're gonna call that football it's clearly soccer <laughs> we got football all right it was gifted to us by Aries himself <laughs> they're gonna try and distract you they're building a stadium downtown listen the battle hawks are so damn good okay the battle hawks are so good damn good their stadium is already here <laughs> we ain't gotta wait for to get built we're ready to f-ing fight right now we're ready to fly we're ready to flight we're ready to catch <laughs> oh god the battle Craig hawks. moments uh, we're gonna talk battle hawks here in the second hour let's for do sure. it guys stick around listen to our funny commercials help pay our sponsors this first hour was brought to you by james carlton state farm he's the greatest insurance agent in the game if you're not getting insurance from him i can't even believe that you're listening to this show because i question your intelligence state farm insurance james carlton carltoninsurance.net 314-961-4800 he's gonna cover you better than you've ever been covered in your life and i've been covered by all kinds of men and women James Carlton! He's the best insurance agent there has ever been. Best hair game, too. God, unbelievable hair. Unbelievably attractive. It just a dries beautiful like that. Smile. He just gets out of the shower. The man, <laughs> there's one word that sums him up. Fantastical. James Carlton, James Carlton, James Carlton. Call him. Hoosier Sophisticate, WGNU, 920 AM.com. Stick around to the other side of the break. We're going to get weird.